You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks, to our number two. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderes, and this is America's Web Radio. All right, folks, so let's get into some more uh, of this discussion that we're having today about history and the true history, the hard truths. Um, let me tell you the story of a Democrat sheriff versus a Republican sheriff, because I'll bet you that most of you have never heard this. Um, there was a Democrat sheriff. And I'm not even going to this is this is history. So this is this was a this was quite a few years ago. Uh, but there was a Democrat sheriff who turned a black man over to a lynch mob. Uh, I don't remember what he was arrested for. Uh, but the the sheriff, the Democrat sheriff, when the when the lynch mob came, he turned him over. And the and this this happened in Tulsa. Um, you may know it as the Tulsa massacre. But I'll bet you you've never been taught this part because this is what led to the Tulsa Massacre. You know, when when the Tulsa Massacre is taught, they conveniently leave out these details that I'm telling you now. So there was a Democrat sheriff in Tulsa. They had arrested a black man. Not sure what he did. I don't remember. I should remember, but I don't. So my apologies. But. The lynch mob came for him, and the Democrat sheriff turned him over to the lynch mob. So what did Tulsa do? The people of Tulsa, in response, threw out the Democrat sheriff, and they elected a Republican sheriff. And that Republican sheriff, you know what he did? The Republican sheriff hired black deputies. Oh, my gosh. And see, this you will not be taught. But the Repub- so the Democrat sheriff ousted a Republican sheriff elected, and the first thing the Republican sheriff does is hire black deputies. So one day uh, there was a black man that was arrested uh, by the black sheriff and some of these black deputies. This black man was arrested for groping a white woman, and he was being detained. Well, one day, not long after he was detained. Well, the lynch mob came for him. But you know what the Republican sheriff did? The Republican sheriff said, no, I'm not turning him over to, the, to you, the lynch mob. He'll stand trial. And that's what led to the Tulsa massacre. Now, have you ever been taught that? I guarantee you, most of you, if not 98, 99% of you, have ne- never been taught that. So... Democrat sheriff turns over black criminal to a lynch mob. The people throw out the Democrat sheriff and they elect a Republican sheriff. Republican sheriff hires black deputies. They arrest another black criminal. The lynch mob comes for him and the black sheriff says, no, we will not turn him over to a lynch mob. We, we have laws and we have justice in that and he will see his his day in court or however that played out but that led to the Tulsa massacre so who didn't turn the black guy over to the lynch mob the Republican sheriff didn't turn him over who did turn him over the Democrat sheriff you see folks this is why 
the history of the Democrat Party is constantly being hidden from you. They do not want you to know this truth. And I'm and again, I'm not bringing this up so we can rehash history and and hate somebody because they agree or or vote Democrat. No, I want to educate people. I want to bring people together and let people understand that you do not have to be loyal to a letter D just because your skin color might be brown or might be black. And if you support a Republican candidate or a Libertarian candidate, hopefully if that Republican is a candidate, hopefully they are a a Constitution-loving, liberty-loving, freedom-loving candidate, uh, Freedom Caucus-style Republican, not an establishment Republican. Hopefully they're one of those. But if you support a Republican candidate or if you support a Libertarian candidate, if you support an independent candidate, you're not racist. If your skin color is brown or black, and you want to support somebody because they love the Constitution of this country, because they love the United States, because they speak positively positively of the United States, because they want to stand together, all colors, they want to stand together as an American, that doesn't make you a racist. But the Democrat Party today will tell you that you're an Uncle Tom or an Uncle Julio if you stand with a Republican freedom-loving, Constitution-loving candidate. That is messed up, folks. My goodness, do I need to remind you. Martin Luther King did not want his children and generations to come after him. Did not want them judged by what? He didn't want them judged by the color of their skin. He wanted them judged by the character, the content of Victor. What a novel concept. But I will venture to tell you today that when Martin Luther King is taught into inner city schools and or any schools around the country, that that phrase isn't probably isn't taught anymore. The one of, if not the most important quote by Martin Luther King, judge me not for my skin color, but for the content of my character. Probably the most important quote that man uttered is probably not being taught today. Why? Because the Democrats won't allow it. And critical race theory won't allow it. Because you see, Martin Luther King wanted people valued for who they were. He wanted them valued for being an American, for being a good American. The color of their skin was inconsequential in the eyes of Martin Luther King. But you and me and everyone today are being told we must judge everything by the color of the skin. Folks, which party today judges everything by one's color? Which party today puts you in a box? It is the Democrat Party, folks. The Democrat Party looks at you and sees first the color of your skin. Then they put you in a box. If you're brown, oh, you're oppressed. If you're black skin, oh, you're oppressed. You got to go in that box. Oh, you're gay? Well, you're going in this oppressed box. Oh, you're, 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 you're transgender, I, you know, whatever. Uh, then, then they put you in a box. But it all starts by your skin color. Because if you're brown, yellow, or black, according to the Democrats, you can't disagree with them and you can't question them. Because if you do, then somehow, well, then you're a white Mexican, or you're a white black, or you're a white Asian. You're laughing at me, maybe, 
Or maybe some of you are going, what? What are you talking about, Victor? Well, folks, go a couple of months back and look at that teacher, the critical race practicing uh, teacher in, gosh, I think it was L.A., L.A. County, when she was pulled over by a Mexican brown police officer. And she looked at him and she said, you're never going to be white. You're not a white Mexican. You're never going to be white. But she accused him of being an oppressor to her. Why? Because he was brown and he had the audacity to be or hold the job of police officer. You see, folks, that is how critical race theory works. If you are brown and black skinned or yellow skinned, then you can't be a police officer because that's a signification of a white oppressor. This is the crap that they're trying to teach. Now, folks, what good can come of that? First of all, it's not true. Do you know how many black officers get up every day? How many brown police officers get up every day? How many yellow police officers get up every day? And they will use their body to defend you no matter how you vote, no matter how you look, no matter what gender you think you are. They go to work every day to protect people like you. But the Democrat Party today is trying to tell you that somehow their Uncle Toms and Uncle Julios and Uncle Changs, if they dare deviate from the narrative of today's Democrat Party. Folks, it's messed up. It really is messed up. I I mean, oh my gosh, folks. It would be laughable if it weren't so serious. So, okay, let me move on. Let me give you some more history that you need to know. So I told you about the Republican sheriff and the Democrat sheriff and the Tulsa massacre. So I told you about that. Um, and the and look, folks, if you've got kids in school, you need to be looking at what they're learning. Because if they're being taught the Tulsa massacre and they're not being taught what led to the Tulsa massacre, you need to teach them. It is up to you, the parents. I mean, my goodness. Um, because the government schools aren't going to do it. Even if you're in a private school, you need to make sure they're being taught. Um, the truth. You need to be be sure, folks. Be sure. So, um, <clears throat> okay. Let me move on to some more examples, folks, and then we'll get to some more news. We'll get to some news of today. Uh, but um, look, when you hear the Democrats, and you're going to hear them. I mean, they're already started, but they're going to, you know, Asian Pacific Islander Month or Asian Day, and, and they talk about the crimes. They don't want to talk about the crimes of, of say, a black-skinned person or a brown-skinned person attacking an Asian person. Now, that doesn't count. That doesn't fit the narrative. They have to go find a white person somewhere who, who says something mean uh, to an Asian person. Um, but when you start to see this, because this is they're pushing this now, this, this, the Asian violence thing, look to them and ask them, well... Who was the only president of the United States who put Asian people in an internment camp? Who was the president? Who was the president that used executive fiat and put Asian people into an internment camp? Why, by golly, it was a Democrat president. So start asking questions. Get back, or or I guess for lack of a better term, push back a little bit. When these Democrat uh, elected officials... When they just think you're too dumb to know history, why don't you just show them that you do know your history and, and, and question them? 
I would love, I'd give anything for a journalist to look at uh, Pelosi Schumer or AOC or anyone else in the moronic squad um, or, or Biden. I would love for somebody to catch a, when Biden stops to answer a question because, you know, they won't let him answer questions. Uh, but I would love to see a journalist say, hey, uh, who, who, what party was the president that put uh, Asian people into an internment camp? I would love to see that question asked, folks. You want to see uh, Biden pee his pants? Ask him that question. Oh, my goodness, that would just be great. So, okay, folks, let's let's move on a little bit. Let me give you another example. So, so we're into the cancel culture and the, and the woke culture. Why hasn't Robert Byrd, Senator Robert Byrd of West Virginia, um, why hasn't he been canceled? Why hasn't his statue been taken down? Taken down? Why hasn't his writings been taken away? Um, why? Why? Why hasn't his whole, the history of his Senate career, why hasn't it been wiped away and canceled? Well, I'll tell you why. Senator Byrd was a Democrat, and the Democrats are trying to rewrite the history of Senator Byrd. Let me tell you the history, folks. I'm going to tell you, you know... I'm going to tell you some more history about the Democrat Party. I mean, folks, you hear about Jim Crow. You hear today. You hear Stacey Abrams telling you, oh, my gosh, the Georgia voting law is going back to Jim Crow. Well, folks, have you stopped to ask yourself what were Jim Crow laws back in the day and where did they come from? Well, you know what? They came from the likes of Bull Connor, Democrat. They came from the likes of Robert Byrd, Democrat. They came from the likes of George Wallace, Democrat. And don't give me this business that the Democrats switched to Republicans and the Republicans switched to Democrats. Folks, George Wallace was a Democrat till the day he died. Robert Byrd was a Democrat till the day he died. Bull Connor was a Democrat till the day he died. They were Democrats from the beginning and they were Democrats at the end. They didn't switch parties at any time. Now, did you at some point have Southern Democrat voters who switched to the Republican Party? Why, by golly, yes, you did. And why? Because the Republican Party was the party to free the slaves. The Republican Party was the party of equality. The Democrat has party was not the Democrat of was not the party of equality back then, folks. Not like what they're trying to tell you today. Look, folks, the Republican Party, you want to know a little history of the Republican Party? The Republican Party was never for slavery. The Republican Party never put forth a slavery bill. The Republican Party has always been against slavery. The Republican Party, they're the party that voted for the Civil Rights Bill of 1864. Without the Republicans, it wouldn't have passed. And I'm going to get into a little bit of that in a minute, folks. History, you've probably never been taught about the Civil Rights Act of 1864. But folks, the Republican Party has never been a party of slavery. The Democrat Party has been. And I'm giving you example after example. So let's take the break. And when I get back, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the Democrat Bill Connor, Robert Byrd, and George Wallace. So we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This is America's Web Radio. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. 
Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on The Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, folks. Welcome back. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz. Hey, I want to deviate for a minute, folks. We're going we're to get away from the race talk for a minute and the history lesson uh, just for a second. And I just had a, an awesome listener remind me. Um, I, I meant to do this last week, and I forgot. Um, I know not all of you are soccer fans, but you know that I am, and I am the host, so I get to talk about this for a second. Um the Euro Cup is going on right now. The Europe Cup, uh, Euro 2020, which wasn't played in 2020. We all know why, but now it's being played now. And basically, this is just, an, I mean, this is second to the World Cup. Uh, it's the world's best teams as they compete to be the champion of Europe. And uh, last week, or, or gosh, I think it was, I don't know, it was one of the first games, uh, Denmark was playing Finland. And in the middle of the, I mean, I, I, it might have been the first 10 minutes of the match, but... Um, there's a player uh, by the name of Ericsson uh, for Denmark. Uh, really, really quality, great player. He plays for the Premier League in England. Uh, just an, an outstanding soccer player, footballer, as he's known in Europe. Uh, but this Ericsson was uh, playing for his country, Denmark, and um, had passed the ball and collapsed on the field in the middle of this game. Uh, the man went into cardiac arrest. I have never seen, in all the soccer games I have watched in my life, I've never seen a soccer player go into cardiac arrest during a game. Uh, I mean, you think of these guys as being so fit, and, and this is just an example, which let this be the On Point with Victor medical um, message. No matter how fit you are, ladies and gentlemen, stick up with your physicals. Um, I, 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 I didn't, and I paid the price for it, uh, and I'm still paying the price for it. So let, just let it be a lesson from from my experience, but also from what we saw from Erickson, the soccer player. Um, stick with your your yearly physicals. Go to the doctor when you need to. Um, if something hurts, it's probably a reason it's hurting. Go get it checked out. Uh, but Erickson is in, in the awesome shape that that man is in, clearly had a heart issue and uh, went into cardiac arrest. Uh, thank God one of his teammates immediately started CPR. So here we are in the middle of this football game, soccer game, um, for you Americans, uh, 
this guy makes a pass, collapses on the ground. His teammate immediately notices, oh my gosh, he's not breathing, clears his airway and administers CPR. And then the, the, I mean, basically saving this man's life before the, the paramedics got there. But then the paramedics got there. He was dead on the field, folks, dead in this soccer game. Uh, but he was taken away. And I'm happy to report that he is doing fantastic. He's still recovering in the hospital, but he's doing fantastic. So I just want, you know, look, say a prayer, say, give some awesome thoughts. Even if you're not a fan of soccer, um, as a sports fan, give your best to uh, this guy, Erickson, who is recovering uh, from uh, having a cardiac arrest during the middle of a soccer game. I mean, it's unbelievable. And if you are a soccer fan and you're not watching the Euro Cups, well, you are missing some of, some of the best soccer you'll ever see. Um, it is just awesome, awesome, awesome. I did have someone te- uh, uh, email me and ask me, what were my predictions for the Euro Cup? A soccer fan that they, the, the, a lot of soccer fans hit me up, folks, on Instagram, and they do listen to this show as well as do a lot of motorcycle riders. Um, so I had some soccer fans hit me up and they asked me my prediction. Look, I, my heart wants to tell you that Spain is going to win. But the soccer player in me uh, realizes that Spain is not the team they were um, a few years ago. Uh, right now, if I had to pick, I would tell you I think Italy – uh, has a great shot. I think Belgium has a great shot. Uh, I think England has a good shot, but England just doesn't seem to pull it together when they need to. Um, France, they, they've got a wonderful shot. Um, so, uh, it's gonna be great. So if you're a soccer fan and you're not watching the Euro Cup, you're missing out and you should watch. If you, if you're new to soccer and you wanna see what it's all about, then watch the Euro Cup because that's some of the best soccer you will ever see. Uh, not to take away from Copa America, which also going on, Argentina, they looked good last night, uh, but it ain't Euro. I mean, the Euro Cup is just, it's awesome. It's second only to the World Cup. So, okay. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. But again, uh, prayers and thoughts go out to Erickson and his family in Denmark. Uh, Speedy recovery to him as he continues to recover from his cardiac arrest during the middle of a soccer game. So, okay. So let me move on and get back uh, to the history lesson that I'm giving you today. I, again, folks, I didn't plan on this show to to be to be a history lesson today, but this is important stuff because of what's going on. Because the Democrat Party today is trying to shove critical race theory down every student's throat, uh, and wokeism and the woke mob is trying to cancel everyone that doesn't agree with them. And you got Joe Biden and the and Gladys Kamala Harris and the Democrat Party today that is trying to convince you if you don't agree with them, then you're a white supremacist. Uh, even if you're brown skin and black skin and you don't agree with the Biden administration then somehow you're a supremacist. I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on right now, folks. And they're, the Biden administration is trying to legalize going after their political opponents. That's what's going on today, folks. And that, that's just some of the today's news that we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but let me, let me finish a few more things about this history lesson that we've been going down today. Uh, folks, I mentioned before the last break, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned Bull Connor and Robert Byrd and George Wallace. Uh, I mentioned Stacey Abrams talking about Jim Crow laws and how the Republican Party is, is the Jim Crow Party and, and how the Georgia election law that does nothing Nothing but but make it A, easier for people to vote. B, it just makes you have to verify who you are and who you say you are before you can vote. Uh, folks, you can't get on an airplane without an ID. You can't get a bank account without an ID. Uh, but according to the Democrat Party, black people and brown people don't have bank accounts and don't fly around on airplanes because the Democrat Party is trying to tell you that they don't have IDs and IDs shouldn't be used to vote. It is preposterous and it is ridiculous and it is insulting 
It should be insulting to every black person and every Hispanic person, brown person. You should all be as offended as all can be when the Democrat Party tells you you're too stupid to have an ID. It's just it's unbelievable. But anyway, nah, look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And this is the On Point with Victor show. Uh, I'm wearing the shirt today. So, and on the back of this shirt, it says, I'm not angry. I'm just right. So, all right, folks. So, let me tell you. So, when Stacey Abrams and the Democrats start to, they're trying to pin Jim Crow on the Republicans. Folks, let me take you back again to the history of the Democrat Party. Jim Crow laws were put forth by Democrats, elected Democrats. Uh, Bill Bull Connor was just one of them. Robert Byrd was one of them. Uh, George Wallace was one of them. All of them were Democrats, and all of them were segregationists. All of them were against the Civil Rights Act, uh, or civil, they were against civil rights, period. Um, folks, you can look it up for yourself. If you have the courage out there, if you're a Democrat voter and you're listening to me right now, and you have the courage to learn some history, then go do a duck, 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 go search. You might even be able to do a Google search, but do a duck, duck, go search and just put in Bull Connor, put in Robert Byrd, put in George Wallace, put in history of Jim Crow laws. And it was the Democrat South that did it. The Democrat elected officials who were Democrats back then, and they were Democrats when they died. They didn't switch parties, which is one of the myths that you will be told. Now, again, did some Democrat voters switch to the Republican parties? Yeah, they did, because the Republican Party was the party of freedom. They were the party of equality, not the Democrats. And so there were Democrat voters back then that did realize that and did change and become Republicans. Which, you know what? <laughs> Some of you should do it today. Oh, my goodness, folks. But, uh, all right, so let me give you a little bit more information. So Robert Byrd is one that I'm, I'm going to educate you on right now. Because Senator Byrd, he's a senator. that He was a senator from West Virginia. And uh, it wasn't that long ago that uh, I believe Obama spoke at, uh, at, uh, at the funeral for uh, Robert Byrd. Now, picture this, folks. Remember this. Obama spoke at his funeral. Hillary Clinton to this day will tell you that Senator Byrd was her mentor and a great man. But what they don't want you to know is the history of Senator Byrd. So let me tell you the history of Democrat elected Senator Robert Byrd. And some of us, you'll hear me refer to him sometimes. And on past shows, you've heard me refer to him as Robert KKK Byrd. You know why? And let me remind you, Senator Robert Byrd was a Democrat until the day he died. Well, folks, before he became an elected Democrat, he was a member of the KKK. In fact, he was a recruiter. He was a recruiter for the Ku Klux Klan. And that led him into politics. And uh, he was, yes, thank you, Legend Dave. Robert Byrd was the not just a member of the KKK, he was the imperial wizard, the grand wizard of the KKK. You see, folks, the, the KKK gave themselves positions and hierarchy. And Senator Democrat, all his life, elected Democrat Senator Byrd, was a imperial grand wizard for the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. That is the man that to this day, Hillary Clinton will tell you 
was a great man and was her mentor. That is the man who has the history of recruiting for the KKK that Obama said wonderful things for at his funeral. Now, look, folks, I don't have a problem with people saying they've had a change at heart or, or people respecting somebody at their funeral. But if you are going to tell me that you want to cancel me because I question Democrats, if you want to cancel me because I have the audacity to educate people on the true history of the Democrat Party and how it was founded and what the Democrats did throughout the years, you want to cancel me for that? Well, if that is your standard, then you you want to cancel me for telling the truth. If that's your standard, if YouTube wants to put me in jail for telling the truth, then you must cancel Senator Byrd. You must cancel Hillary Clinton. You must cancel Obama. And you're going to have to cancel Joe Biden because they have all spoken to the greatness that was Senator Robert K.K.K. Byrd. Folks, this is the history that the Democrats do not want you to know, and they're not teaching your kids this. And many of you haven't been taught this. But it's time you know the truth and I, and I have told you, this is the On Point with Victor show, where logic and common sense rules the day. And that includes the truth-telling. Truth-telling will rule the day on this show. So, let me tell you what Robert Byrd, Democrat-elected, I cannot stress this enough, Democrat-elected Senator Robert Byrd spoke against this man. Democrat stood up in 1964 when the Civil Rights Act was being debated. He stood up and spoke against Civil Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act. He spoke against it for 14 straight hours. Democrat Senator Byrd was trying to filibuster the Civil Rights Act of 1864. The Democrats were behind him then, and they will stick up for Byrd today. All while trying to tell you that if you disagree with the Democrat Party or if you question the Democrat Party, somehow you are the racist. The Democrat Party today is trying to rewrite the history and tell you that the Republican Party is the party of racism. No, ladies and gentlemen, no. The Democrat Party has the history of being the party of racism. The Democrat Party fought against the Civil Rights Act of 1864, and they were led by Democrat Senator Robert Byrd, who stood on Juneteenth. Oh, my goodness, folks. You know, we talked about Juneteenth. So nine days in 1964, nine days before the June, the day, the 19th, the Juneteenth, nine days before that, on Juneteenth in 1964, Democrat Robert Byrd and supported by other Democrats on June 10th filibustered and and spoke out against for 14 hours straight against the Civil Rights Act. So the party that is trying to tell you today that they are Juneteenth was the party that on June 10th was fighting against the Civil Rights Act of 1964. That's the Democrat Party, folks. That is the history of the Democrat Party. Now, again, I am not telling you that that the Republican Party is perfect. 
by golly, there are so many establishment Republicans that I want to throw out of office and I hope and pray get thrown out of office in 2022 and in 2024. But I don't want them replaced by Democrats. I want them replaced by Constitution-loving, freedom-loving, United States-loving, liberty-loving conservative candidates or libertarian candidates or independent candidates. My only requirement to vote for a candidate is not are they a D or an R. It is do they love the country of the United States? Do they want to help the people of the United States? Do they want to put the citizen of the United States first? Do they love freedom? Do they love liberty? Are they willing to give up federal power to get back to what the Constitution states is there are 18 enumerated powers for the federal government. All else falls to the states. Are we willing to get back to smaller government and freedom to the people? That's the candidate I want. I don't care what letter they have by their name. But I will not support a Democrat today, and it's all of them, who is screaming for bigger government, screaming for more control over you, who is telling you because of your skin color, you should hate that person because of their skin color. That is coming from today's Democrat Party. Folks, segregation is being pushed forward today. There are colleges that are segregating lunchrooms and everything. Blacks over here, whites over there, and everybody else over there. It is the Democrat Party that is putting people again today in segregated boxes, just as they did in 1964 and before that. That is the history of the Democrat Party, and I am just flabbergasted. And sometimes I stand in disbelief that it is today's Democrat Party that is bringing back some of the practices from the 60s of that Democrat Party. But the, but the sad thing about today is so many brown people and black people are willingly being useful idiots to the segregation box-creating Democrat Party that is today. It is just unbelievable, folks. It really is. So that, that is Senator Byrd. He was a Democrat till the day he died. He didn't switch parties, folks. He did not. And he fought against the civil rights. And you know what, folks? Still to this day, the Democrat Party will refer to Robert Byrd as the conscience of the Senate. What is the Democrat Party telling you, folks? What are they secretly trying to tell you? Because, folks... The Democrat Party is not the party that, that doesn't see color. They're not the party that wants to help all boats, lift all boats. <clears throat> They're not the party that wants to help minorities. Folks, I will tell you that the Democrat Party of today is the party that wants to hold minorities down. Because you can't be an elitist, all-powerful politician if you don't have a huge class of dependency that continues to vote for you and give you that power. So, folks, I mean, it, it is really, really time to wake up. It is time, 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 time for you to wake up and, 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 and ask yourself why. You know, folks, I tell you all the time, ask yourself why. Why would these Democrat-elected politicians push the segregation that they're pushing? Why would they push you to be in a box? Why would they convince you? 
excuse me, why would today's elected Democrats continue trying to try to convince minorities that you're just not good enough? You're not smart enough to get an ID. You're not smart enough to hold a job. You're not smart enough to better yourself. You're not smart enough to vote uh, on your own conscience. You're not smart enough to be an independent-minded thinker. That is what today's elected Democrat Party is trying to convince minorities. They are basically saying, if you have brown skin, if you have black skin, if you have yellow skin, that you're just not smart enough to make it on your own in a country that is has a constitutional basis on equality to equal opportunity. But the Democrat Party is telling you that opportunity, equal opportunity isn't good enough. Oh, no, no. They want equity and outcomes. Folks, the only way you're going to get equity and outcome is if you got most people being pushed down into the poverty level. It is, a, it is, it is horrible and disingenuous what the Democrats are trying to fool the minorities on just so they can gain and maintain power over you. Folks, look, there's no, there's no surprise why the Democrats want open borders. They want a new voting class. Because you know why? Too many of you black-skinned voters are starting to open your eyes, and you're not voting for Democrats anymore. You may not be voting for straight Republican, but you're starting to look at libertarians. You're looking at independents, and you are looking at some conservative Republicans, and you're voting for them. And the Democrats cannot stand it, nor can they allow it. So are we, are we trying to figure out and help the black-on-black crimes going on in Chicago? No, we're not. You're being told it's white supremacy. You're being told to hate white people. Again, folks, today's elected Democrats, are they look at the minorities as people who cannot and are not smart enough to make it on their own. And, and the sooner you realize that, the better. Uh, I'm telling you, folks, this is uh, the, the time has come. <laughs> it really has, it really has. So, um, all right, let's uh, let's get into some more uh, topics of the day. You know, there there's so much going on. And and look, folks, if you guys have any questions about the history that I spoke about uh, for the last hour and a half, then you know where to find me, Victor at AmericasWebRadio.com, Victor at AmericasWebRadio.com. So uh, reach out and, and, you know, hit me with your questions, folks. Uh, there's no better way to lead yourself down the road of history than by beginning with asking questions. So, so don't hesitate. Ask me questions. Uh, you can challenge me if you want. If you think you can uh, defeat my arguments, um, then, uh, hey, challenge me. I'll bring you on the show. I'll bring you on the show. Because everything I have told you today can be found and documented and verified through the pages of history. And that's just a fact. David. Just one question, uh, Senor. Um, How do you rewrite history? Oh, my goodness. I wish it weren't possible. But you do it by indoctrinating education. Uh, You do it by what the Democrats, with the help of some establishment Republicans, are doing and have been doing for years. By trying to house education through the Department of Education well, on the federal level. Wait a second. Level. What is history? Well, that's a good question, David. I mean, history is how we've all gotten here today. You know, there would be no future were it not for the history of the past. Isn't it uh, sort of pictures of an event? Mm-hmm. 
in writing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how do you redo a, you know... How do you actually... T- well, you don't... I know you've uh, got Adobe and all that. I see and, where you're and, going. <laughs> and you can uh, take a picture and... and try and change and, it. <laughs> and change it a little bit here and there yeah. and put rabbit ears yeah. on Hillary's butt or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, history is history. Yeah. As soon as you walk out the door today, That's this history. show... Is over with. It's history and, it's and history. in the archives. Yep. Yeah. Right. So how can I go right. back and? But you know what? Unsay what you said. You know that's so true, David. But I love it. I think I know where you're going with this because when you look at big tech, what do they do? They splice and they cut and they edit. Splice and dice. And it's absolutely. And they and they try and they'll take words and sentences and and completely shift them around to try to get to a narrative that they want to support until they make. Durwich. Right. <laughs> it's exactly. So the only good thing is, is just as America's Web Radio is we have the archives of, of my show, and we can always go back and listen to the actual show. We can go back and find history and find the actual writings and find the actual uh, – and my goodness, now, you know, recent history, everything is videotaped. Everybody's cell phone is a motion camera. I mean, uh, so – the interesting thing going forward is how do we dig up the actual videos when big tech tries to splice and dice and only put what they want you to see? Uh, because, uh, you know, that brings me to a, a killing in Chicago this past weekend, David. I don't know if you saw this, um, but the, the true videos out there, but I'm sure they're going to try and slice and dice it. And I know most of the media won't even talk about this story, but when they do, they show very limited amount of this video. But if you watch the entire video in Chicago over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, two people were dragged out of their car and shot point blank, killed on the streets of Chicago, in the middle of the street, people everywhere. And there was a closed circuit camera that caught all of this. Uh, so you see, folks, they had this. They had a Puerto Rican parade in Chicago, and uh, there was a car with Puerto Rican flags. And let me these these two occupants um, were, I believe, of Puerto Rican descent, and they were pulled out of their car by some gang thug people. Um, I think about six of them pulled them out of the car, and one of the thugs pulled out a gun, stood over them, and shot them. The let me tell you the hero is the the boyfriend. Even after being shot, threw his body on top of his girlfriend, and took two or three more shots. He died. She's clinging on to life, and the only reason she's clinging on to life is because her boyfriend covered her with his body. So his dying breath was saving her. Um, And why? Why the street? This is you look at that video, uh, and listeners out there, look it up, David. If you've seen it or if you haven't seen it, you'll look at this video and you're going to go, "This cannot be the United States. Cannot be the United States." Look but at what is. they've got for a mayor. Yes. Oh my gosh, Mary Low IQ Lightfoot um, is the mayor of Chicago, and David, she wouldn't come out. And, and say, we are going to crack down on gangs. We're going to crack down on lawlessness. We're going to go into this and we're going to find these people. Because I don't think any of those assailants have been arrested. Instead, this crazy mayor 
Mayor Low IQ Light Mary Low IQ Lightfoot of Chicago, David, she is out there blaming guns. She she actually blamed the AR-15. But David, ask me what kind of gun was used. Probably a handgun. It, it was a handgun, and ninety nine percent of the gun crime in Chicago and across the United States are committed with handguns. Not one AR-15. But yet, she's going to stand up and she's going to... Now look, this mayor, instead of taking action in Chicago, she's continuing to support defunding the police. In fact, Chicago just recently, they passed the law and were not allowing police officers to engage in foot chases. So now... Let's say a police officer had been on the ground and witnessed this shooting, and as those assailants ran away, that officer would not have been allowed to chase those thugs down and give them the dirt nap that they deserve because the mayor of Chicago is all about defunding the police and taking, taking more of the fight out of the police. So this just, I believe it was just last week or the week before, the, the police officers in Chicago are no longer allowed to go on to take foot chases. And then you have this weekend, you had 54 or 55 people shot in two days in Chicago, on the streets of Chicago. And you had these two innocent people pulled out of their car, put on the ground, and shot point blank, executed. Uh, one of them dead, one of them clinging on to life. And the mayor of Chicago wants to blame AR-15s. And she didn't stop there. She didn't stop there. The mayor of Chicago is blaming white people. Show me the white people in that video. I mean, other than the two that got killed, or the one that was killed and the one clinging on the life. Uh, But she's blaming AR-15s, which aren't used in crime. Very, 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 very rarely. Um, And she's blaming the, the suburbs that aren't even part of her city. She's blaming gun owners, and she wants to blame white gun owners. She actually started talking about white supremacy and racism. She's blaming racism for what's going on in Chicago. Need I remind Mayor Mary Low IQ Lightfoot, there hasn't been a Republican elected to the city of Chicago in decades. That city has been run by Democrats. That state is run by Democrats. For the past decades, decades, and decades, you can't blame a Republican when there's nowhere in sight. And you can't blame racism when the majority of your gun-on-gun, your your crime are, is black-on-black. The gun victims in Chicago are 99% black, but yet she you wants know, to You know, there's a, not a snowball in chance in hell that I want to go to Chicago. Now... <laughs> What happened? Uh, did you see what's happening in uh, Portland? Oh, yes. There's uh, another. <laughs> you know, yep. they've had their problems, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's affected them so much that now they're running ads to come to Portland. Yep. And well, because they're, you know, people, they're scared. They don't want to go to Seattle, Portland. They have, they have descended into complete chaos and lawlessness. And that's what happens when you defund the police. Now, David, I'm glad you mentioned Seattle. Uh, I mentioned Portland. Uh, Portland. You mentioned Portland, but it also reminds me of Seattle. Um, Just last week, you had all members of the uh, special trained task force. There's a special trained police force to do quick reactions when there's a lawlessness breaking out. They all resigned because the city of Seattle 
brought charges up against one of their fellow officers for doing his job. He didn't break a a law. He didn't use excessive force. He merely went after a criminal, and they're prosecuting him for it. And so all 50 members resigned. Good. You know, I want to – there's always another side to the coin. And um, there was a – it wasn't a big deal, but it was a – it was dangerous yesterday on 400. And uh, I decided to pull off and call the Roswell police. And I couldn't – they were the nicest folks you've ever talked to. Mm -hmm. And they had already dispatched. uh, Somebody else had beat me to the call, which was great. There was a tire in the middle of the road, mm-hmm. not a not a wheel, just a tire. Right, right. But and you that, know that could kill a motorcyclist. So oh. thank you, David, for for doing that. But uh, I just want to commend and and say, you know, this whole garbage about how terrible the police are, and you know, it takes the one thing that I will say: it takes a certain personality to be a, a cop. Well, without and, a doubt, and yet. I know I couldn't be for many reasons. I've mm-hmm. got such a hot temper that, I, <laughs> you know, I would be the one with the AR-15. Yeah, right. But, you know, <laughs> and some of the people and some of the ways they drive here in Atlanta, they probably should be shot. But, <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, it, it's still, it, it mm-hmm. takes, and I respect anybody that mm-hmm. puts on the uniform yeah. and wears the badge. and uh, Especially today. And especially today. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I'm no better than anybody else. Yes, I've gotten my share of tickets. Not many, but I, you know, once in a while, I mm-hmm. might have a heavy foot. But maybe, <laughs> you know. But even at that, it wasn't their fault. It wasn't the gun's fault. Mm-hmm. It was my foot's fault. Right. And the stupid thing that's on top of my shoulders. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, so sometimes <laughs> they are nice, and they yeah. they do a they hell of a job. Ninety nine percent of the police officers in in this country are hardworking men and women who put on the uniform, like I said before, and will put their body in front of a bullet to save people they don't even know, all while. The goal of the day is to just make it home to yeah, their family. I started to say, can you think of any other job that you leave in the morning, you don't know whether you're coming home, mm-hmm. nor does your spouse know whether you're coming home. Right. And there, I want to throw this out, too. There are a lot of very good women police officers. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they, they have the same... Mm-hmm. Problems that everybody else does. They right. they walk out of the house and, and they don't know if they're coming back to see their kids or right. not. And you know what? Nobody cares of their sexual preference. They put on a uniform and they put on the badge and they become an American police officer, yep. an American citizen, a police officer, part of the brotherhood that is going to – they're going to do everything they can to protect their brother and their sister because it is a brotherhood and sisterhood. And they're going to do everything to protect people they don't even know. And like I said, and like you mentioned, David, all while just wanting to get home at the end of the day to see their family again. And and that is true. There are very, very few occupations in this world um, where you put on your uniform and your name tag and your badge uh, and you go out to do your 9 to 5 or 11 to 3, whatever your hours, not knowing or, or knowing and accepting that there's a good chance – a better than average chance of anyone else in occupation that you may not make it home. You may not see your family again. And 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 we need to understand that and we need to remind ourselves about that 
because this is another good point, David, that you make me think of. We we have so many hardworking police officers in this country that that trying to defend every, uh, the the laws and American people every day. They have targets on their back because of a political party in this country that has deemed if we criminalize or 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 just can get people to turn on police, then we can get them to vote for us because that is why they're doing it. A political party in this country is willing to watch people die as Mary Low IQ Lightfoot does in Chicago every day and every weekend. Black people are dying in Chicago because that mayor wants more power and she wants to take it even, you know, who knows what her ambitions are. But we, it's just amazing. And instead of tying the hands of the criminals she's tying the hands of police officers so it, it is no wonder that you have officers in seattle city of atlanta officers all across this the detroit uh new orleans san francisco that are retiring and leaving or going to other states and other municipalities because they just they don't want to get killed look at the numbers you know look at the numbers of this past weekend for chicago for new york Oh, my goodness. Glad you brought that up, David. So in New York City last week, uh, I believe it was actually before the weekend, um, there was a thug trying to murder another. I don't know who he's trying to murder. uh, Ran up in broad daylight in the front of a bodega. If you don't know what a bodega is, it is a a market, a supermarket, a grocery store. a 10-year-old girl and her 5-year-old brother were caught in the middle. And you can see you can see this video too. You might have to do a duck duck go search because the mainstream media doesn't want you to see this because you had a thug come after a, a, someone else trying to murder them on the streets, on the sidewalk, broad daylight, and this 10-year-old girl David threw herself over her 5-year-old brother. She was willing to sacrifice how does a 10-year-old process, and why on earth in, the, in this country, in the United States, do we have a city like New York where a 10-year-old girl has to make the decision, do I run or do I throw myself on top of my 5-year-old brother to try and shield him from gunfire? And the gunman practically stepped on her because he was the, the victim was trying to hide amongst this 10-year-old and 5-year-old girl because they all got trampled on with each other the the gunman the thug was reaching around the girl trying to shoot this man and then he just started shooting like crazy it is a miracle that this girl wasn't shot and a miracle that her son, her brother wasn't shot this is in the streets of new york this past week that happened in in new york city again run by democrats no elected republican in sight All, look folks what David is saying brings up a good point that, that just popped in my head. We don't have to worry about white supremacy today. We have to worry about bad governance. It is the actions of bad elected officials that are causing most of the problems that we're seeing in the country today. Bad governance. And folks, you and me and David, we all have the power 
because we got to vote these idiots out. And 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 you people, my listeners that are up in New York City, I know that there's a few of you that don't vote for Democrats, but you've got to start talking to your neighbors. You've got to start talking to them. Show them the video of a 10-year-old girl having to make a decision to cover the body of her 5-year-old brother so he doesn't get shot. They're having to do that in broad daylight in the city of New York, run by Democrats. Just think, if the governor and the mayor of New York Hmm. were as quality as that little girl's Uh, parents. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you got I, what she did was incredible, mm-hmm. but she just didn't. It didn't just process. Right, she her, had to learn that her mother or her dad said, mm-hmm. "Be sure and take care of take care of your family, of take your care of your little brother." Yeah, and you know, David, that's a great point. And this is what we're missing in in our country mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Is parental guidance? Well, this is what we're missing by destroying the nuclear family. That's it. Absolutely. I mean, look, yeah. When you don't have a father in the household, or you don't, you know, and it's it's tough raising kids when both parents are there. Are there, let alone one single yeah. parent. And uh, I, David, you are just lining them up and hitting them out of the park today, and that's why you're legendary, <laughs> Dave. But you're right. I think about it. Uh, so many children are being raised in single parents' houses, and sometimes it can't be avoided. Um but you've got groups like the Marxist group BLM, which on their website, folks, it may have been taken down now, but you can find it before on snapshots of their website where they they said we need to get rid of the nuclear family. They don't want a mother and a father in the home. They don't want the traditional marriage. And I don't care if it's two dads and two moms. Two parents are better than one, or two parents, let's just say, can be more effective than one. Not that there aren't successful single parents out there because there are. But what David's point is, is that you've got a, and the data shows this, that you've got the less likelihood of becoming a thug if you've got a two-parent household. I guess that's the best way I can put it, David. That is, and, um, but it's true. And mm-hmm. and the other thing that has to be in the household is love. Yeah. And, My um, goodness, that's true. Not hate. Yeah. And what's being taught, David? What You know, David... Again, you're just you're hitting on all cylinders, David. Um, I can I can tell you I was probably <clears throat> man I was probably 25 years old. I was working for a company, and I was I just happened to be outside of the business, and I saw a a young lady with her pull her child, and she was disciplining him. And I'm going, gosh, I wonder what he did, and I I could not believe it. But this lady, this mother, who I assume was a single mom pulled her child and said and looked at him and I was right there I was right next to her and she didn't hesitate maybe because she knew I was brown and didn't think I would care Uh, but she told her son this kid couldn't have been five six years old but she told him you aren't going to make it because it's a white world you won't make it you have to listen because white people are going to hate you and other people are going to I mean she was saying this to him that's not love as you say David as you mentioned that's not love. And and let me contrast that with how I was brought up. I had my mom and my dad. I had my father who was being called a spick and had been called a wetback. I witnessed it before. Um, who told me, don't let these kind of things bother you. You, are, you may be brown, but never ever will anyone hold you back other than yourself. 
That's love. And that's what me. Hard love needs to be taught, David, and you're 100% right. All right, folks, that's all we got time for for today. Be sure to tune back in next week. We'll have more. All right, folks, we're out of here. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.